Are you a burnt out overachiever buried in responsibilities? Do you miss laughing with your friends, just laughing from the gut? Do you feel like life's passing you by? If you've been wishing for some kind of shift, you're in the right place. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, the show where we take you off the hamster wheel by ditching the to-do list for the to-don't list. This is where you get to learn how to make that lonely ache vanish, learn self-compassion techniques, and to give yourself grace. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul so you can learn from my experience and the mentors and experts I meet along the way. And today we're talking to a community builder, entrepreneur, podcast, and the one who helps you overcome limitations and achieve ambitious goals, Stacey Lauren. Do you want to travel the world, start a business, meet your life partner, have the best parties? You're in for a treat because Stacey's here telling you how. She helps you create your dreams. Her philosophy of don't wait for opportunity, create it, shows in her community of Do The Thing, which is the funnest community I've ever seen. They date, they create, they meet people. You get to learn right now how to step away from the mundane and create your burning desires. Go beyond your limits and you don't have to do it alone. You get to learn how to create what you want in your life right now and still be successful, make money and own your time and your life. I'm so excited for this conversation. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Stacy. Hey, wow. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Okay. Do the thing really is. It is like the funnest podcast and community ever when you had me on and I was doing all the research before because I wanted to know what show I was going on. I'm like, this is so fun. How did you come up with the do the thing? And of course, we get to create our own opportunities. You either have that mindset or you come into that mindset. But how did you come up with the do the thing? Yeah, it's crazy because it's like all great things in life, I think sometimes can happen by accident, right? As long as you're open to whatever that is. And yeah. I was writing a book and I had just exited my business and I was decided to write a sales book because I owned a staffing company and I saw so many people stuck by that word sales. And like they were wanting to make more money, but they weren't willing to take a sales job. And for people that can't see me right now, I'm doing the quotations around sales. <laughs> um, the air quotes. <laughs> yeah, the air quotes. Yeah. If you're just making an hourly rate and then you have the opportunity to do a sales job, it changes everything. Right. And then also, oh, if yeah. you want to be, if you want to open a business, when you learn how to do sales, then that just makes any business work, basically, if you, as long as you know how to sell. And so that was the book I was writing, Come Fear while selling and then also change the perception of selling. Cause I don't look at selling as sales specifically. It's more like the best service that you could do for people when you can be able to help people get what they want from a product or service that you have. And I was in the middle of writing the book and I was in my mastermind talking to them about the book and they were all excited. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what? The thing is, though, I'm realizing it's so much more than sales because I had just recently started dating. I was divorced, I think, like at that point, a year and a half. And so I had just started dating. And I realized through my dating experience that my sales <laughs> strategies helped me with dating. But it wasn't in what most people think I mean by that, which is like, oh, you have to be polished and know what to say. It wasn't about that. It was what sales brings you with positive thinking and goal setting and knowing how to handle rejection. And then anyway, I'm recording myself talking because that's what we do in the mastermind because you get like 15 minutes to talk. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to help people just do the thing. And I said it a few times and I listened to the recording and I was like, wait a minute, am I not writing a sales book then? I'm writing a book called Do The Thing. 
And then it just, everything really just started from there. So how did you start creating a community? I don't know what I heard first, but I saw you doing thumb wars with a stranger. It wasn't like stranger, danger, stranger. It was just somebody who seemed safe. And it was about getting over a fear of talking to someone and you were showing yourself doing it like, yes, you can do this. And so the challenge, I guess, was to do a thumb war. And I went, this is just so fun. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I was doing the, so pretty much I was writing the book. I met with a book strategist and she had said that I really needed to share the story of when me doing the thing was hard, like the hero's journey, right? The struggle part of doing the thing. And at the time, I really didn't have that struggle story because I've always done the thing. If I wanted to sell, I would sell. If I wanted to start a business, I would start a business. If I wanted to travel, I would travel. And so she then was like, the book's not going to be any good. (laughs) And so she's in order to have it be a good book, you need to interview other people that have had a struggle story. So then people are being feeling a part of this journey of realizing the hard to the success. And so that's when I pretty much was like, okay, well, I'm going to interview people then I might as well at least record them. So then maybe someday I could do it on a podcast. And so that was when the idea of the podcast started. But then it was funny. I interviewed a friend of mine on video and she had this, everything was like perfect. Her computer was like perfect. And her screen like was like the high up and the lights. And I watched the video of our interview and I was like crippled with like insecurity. Oh, I don't look good. And I didn't like it. And I just, and then I paused it for a while and I didn't want to like, even I was like, I even messaged the guy. I talk about Adam a lot on my podcast. He's the founder of my podcast platform, Callcast. And I messaged him. I'm like, I don't think I can do this thing. And then he was the one that got me to not do video. So my first 80 episodes are just audio. Cause he's like, if you don't like video, then just do audio. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. And which is great. Cause now I, one of the things I do is I help people start podcasts. And cause I had that kind of like problem. I'm able to help anyone else that might have that problem. Now I love being on video. I can be on video all day long and I'm fine, but I'm also more comfortable in my own skin than I think I was when this whole thing started. Yeah, no, no, I get that totally. So talk about the thumb war thing. Oh yeah, thumb war. I just Thank think you. That's, circling back yeah, I just think yeah. yeah, so once I, so through the podcast, I dissected a formula which helps people do the thing, which is that's when the challenges start because I wanted to test the formula. And my first challenge that I came up with was a dating dare challenge. And, and then since then, I've done a lot of other challenges, but the thumb war was specifically for the dating challenge. I just did it. It's probably like three weeks ago. And normally my challenges are like at least 14 days, but this one was only five days. And honestly, I wasn't even going to do it, but everyone in the group really wanted another challenge before the end of the year. And so I said, okay, I'll just do a quick one, a five day one. And then I just decided, I'm like, they need to have fun. I just need them to have fun. So that's where I came up with the idea of the thumb war. And I pretty much, I do these dares. And I'm like, okay, I dare you to thumb wrestle someone. Technically, you could thumb wrestle a friend, someone at work, someone, or you can thumb wrestle a stranger. And so I had given the dare, posted in the group. And then I don't know where I went, but I was driving in my car. And then I'm on my way back. And I'm like, oh my God, I just gave them a thumb wrestling dare. And (laughs) And I'm like, I need to show them how to do it. So that's when I literally just pulled over (laughs) on the street and then I thumb wrestled a stranger and then I posted the video. And then that's when people started thumb wrestling strangers. And it was like the coolest thing. And some people didn't do a stranger. They did someone they knew or someone they worked with. But it was like, I wanted to just add fun. You know, it's like we're so many times we're stuck doing the same thing. And it's like, 
just bring something new in your life. And literally in one minute, you can change your entire just like energy, your mood, your experience just by doing something new. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. So you started do the thing with dating and you have a whole dating challenges and you have, I don't know, what other kinds of challenges do you have? Yeah. So it started with the dating challenges. And then I do these expert panels before I do a challenge where I bring in different experts about a topic. So for the dating expert panel, I had Adam again, the founder of the Callcast platform. He came and it was funny when I asked him to be on the dating challenge expert panel. He's like, what in the world? Why do you want me? Because he he like created the software and he's and I'm like, oh, because he had a podcast where every day he did a new episode. And so I knew that he had a lot of experience with rejection. And so when you're dating, if you can get over the fact of being rejected, you can go up to anyone at any point and not worry about any of it and not let it affect you. You could still keep a positive attitude, which I think is really the secret to dating. We're writing a new book right now. But anyway, he had actually given a dare to the listeners and said, okay, I dare you to start a podcast. And the first dating challenge, I dared them and it was a bonus dare, but no one took me up on it and they thought I was a little bit nuts and no one did it. But then the second dating dare challenge, I wasn't going to do that dare again. But one of the people that was listening said, hey, I just listened to your episode and I heard that you're helping people start podcasts. Is that something that you're still doing? And I was like, sure, I wasn't. But I was like, sure, no problem. So I did a Zoom and we basically got people to come on the Zoom that were interested. We helped some people start podcasts. And then from there, I decided to do a challenge. And that's why I have another group that's not a singles group that uh, is the one that I did the podcast one. So now there's two separate groups. So the singles group, we do things like dating challenges. We do get fit. We help start a book, find your voice. And then the other group is like starting a podcast, going live like on Facebook or Instagram. That was where the two hour cocktail party challenge was held. So it's just like, Pretty much one of my community members said Stacy gets a <laughs> a new challenge when she wakes up in the morning. Like it was like I had a really busy year of a lot of challenges. It was just because it was so much fun because people get massive results in such a short amount of time. And the transformations are like ridiculous, but it's not because of anything I'm doing. It's because of the formula. And then the people are connecting together and they're able to see the other person doing it. So that's what's getting the transformations is because it's like the peer to peer mentoring support through the community. Yeah, community is so important. It just is. Having like-minded people come together is just, it's key. So you want to talk about your formula? Because I know there's times where you're like trying to figure it out that I heard on some of your episodes and then you're trying to get an acronym. Did you ever get an acronym? Yes, I love that you like are so embedded with it. So good. Yeah, it was funny. So it was 80 episodes and I all of a sudden started hearing the same words. So I had I what mindset was one of the first ones, obviously, that comes up when you're doing the thing, right? You have to be able to deal with your mindset. And that's when I started to bring experts in and specifically speaking about some of these pieces. And I was like uncovering even more. And mindset, we talked about the thumb war, the, one of the things people don't realize that is mindset is fun, right? It's bringing fun in. So I always make sure that I'm bringing some kind of fun element because that helps people like really get through hard things. Anyway, so that was like one of the words that came up. Identifying the why was another word, goals, accountability. And so all these words were coming up. And then I started to put them on index cards 
And I wrote them down and I put them on my kitchen table and they're just like sitting there for a while as I'm like looking at them. And one of my friends had, we were doing a conversation and she was like, what about, oh wait, I think I saw the word game come up, but then there were like three extra letters and I didn't know what to do with them. And then all of a sudden she was like, what about something like game on? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think about putting two words together. And anyway, I ended up, I think I combined two because it ended up being really similar under categories. So anyway, I'm game is the acronym. And so it's really fun because whenever I'm doing a challenge, that's what people are. They're called dare doers. And then they're like, I'm game. And so it's so it's ridiculous how like amazing it is because you're really able to like feel into this new persona that you want to be right. Like it doesn't you don't need to be this like comfortable safety zone person. You can be a dare doer and say I'm game. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, that's really good. So how somebody listening, because everybody cannot be in the community as much. Actually, maybe they can. I don't know. But what are some tips that people can do to get out of fear and into they want community? They want to be able to do all the things that I said in the intro. What are some steps they can take? Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. So I I could work you through the formula if you want, just to give it. Yeah, great. So when you're doing something new, you could look at that new thing you're doing and the I and I'm game is identify the why. So really just identify why you want to do it. Why is it important to you? What are the benefits you're going to get out of doing it? What are the costs that could come from you not doing it? And that's like the first step. And then from there, you do the M, which is mindset. That's the M and I'm. And mindset, the first dare that I have people do in every challenge is what are some excuses that could come up for you by doing this thing? So I recommend you guys really think, what are the things that are going to come up for me that are the reasons why I can't do it? And then you think of what you're going to be able to do instead of that excuse holding you back. Because when you first decided you want to do something, that's when you have all your energy and your motivation and your excitement to do it. And that's when you're able to be the most creative and really think of that plan. Because you're already like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. And so when you're in the middle of doing the thing and you get nervous, scared, you don't want to do it. If you've already decided how you're going to overcome it, then you're not burning energy like when that thing comes up. And so I love that. That's one of my favorite kind of like mindset tricks. And then also, of course, I mentioned the fun thing. Make sure you're having fun because who wants to do the thing if it's not fun? And then the uh, G in game is goals. And I look at goals differently than a lot of people do. A lot of people, they want you to do smart goals and they want you to plan out this whole thing and spend all this time and do this four hour project planning, business plan, blah, 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 whatever. For me, I say just have a rough draft goal. If you know all that's great, do all that. But if you don't just have an idea of what you want to do and just your goal is just one thing, it could be the smallest thing in the direction of something that you want. And then all of these things start to open up to you. And then the A in game is accountability. And so accountability is something where you could do that yourself. You could either like mark like a paper and check box something that you've done it, or you could get with a friend or get with a group. Yeah, like accountability partners yeah. are huge. They're so huge. cute. And, and you really want it to be with someone that has like a shared goal as you, that definitely helps because then you're able to hold each other accountable. And then now I'm transitioning to my favorite piece of the formula, which is the M in game and it's my people. So this is different than like-minded people. Like-minded people are the five people 
that you want to be around, like you want to be the average of the five people, this is different mm-hmm. than that. My people are people that have the shared goal or comp, like the shared purpose as you. And um, by being around them, you're getting that community and the connectedness that you need to grow. My favorite example is, let's say you have really positive, supportive, encouraging friends and you want to run a marathon. If one of them is not, a, if none of them are runners, then it's really hard for you to get motivated by them to run the marathon. You really need to join a running group or be around other runners. And so to me, that is one of the most important pieces. And that's why I have the Do The Thing community, because Mm -hmm. we have a common goal. If it's starting a podcast or writing a book or dating, it gives you that like vulnerability and that encouragement to be able to do something hard. I've recently done this with stand-up comedy. That's one of my new thing that I'm like having fun with. And yeah, it's, I see my friends that like have done, tried to do stand-up comedy, but have only done like a private coaching with someone. It's, they can't do it because you're not getting fed off of the group and that like thing where other people are doing it too. So anyway, so that's really good. And then the E, which is the last piece is educate. And there's two parts to educate. One is educating yourself, like listening to podcasts like this and being able to learn from experts and people that are already doing it, mentors, coaches, all that type of stuff, books, podcasts. But my favorite part of educate is actually educating others. So once you've learned something, even if you're only like one week or two weeks ahead, figure out who you could teach it to. Because when you can teach it, you're getting that fulfillment and that contribution back and it reintegrates the learning. Yeah, totally does. And you're being of service. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I love that second part of educate. I haven't Yeah, that that actually, yeah, it came out, I think I was interviewing someone because again, this formula was like developed real time. It's cool for anyone that listens to my podcast from the beginning, you'll hear it evolve. It's really neat because it's, I'm dissecting it with each person, like really like how they did the thing. And I'm like, okay, what, what did you do next? What did you do next? And that's where I'm getting the patterns. And then even each piece got developed like even more. And so educate originally was only the one part, which was the mentor, the book, the coach and all of that until I interviewed someone that had been through a 12 step program. And she was talking about the educating others piece where that's part of it. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I think that's actually in everything. And so that's where that came up, but it's evolved over time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I I love that. And what would you tell somebody that's afraid to take a step. They know they want to do something, but they're afraid. I would ask for help because to me, when you can ask for help, that at least gets you started. And also don't expect to do it. It's okay to suck. It like really is. It is okay to suck because like when you can overcome that fear of what something looks like or what people think about it and like you're just okay with just whatever it is, as long as you're moving, that's you doing the thing then I think that's like the best way to get started. Yeah, no, it's so true. And nobody's paying that much attention anyway. Nobody's paying attention. (laughs) So they don't care. That's what I say every day. I'm like, they do not care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love the way when you first went on video, you're like, nobody's paying attention. Okay. Once you get over that first hurdle, like you realize nobody is paying attention. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. It's so funny. These things that we think like are like, a thing. I remember even when I, yeah, when I first went on YouTube 
and my picture was all over it, which it's changed now because it's like I couldn't. It was just too much me. My picture was all over and I'm just like, oh, my God, it's like horrible thinking like all these things were going to blow up. But it's like, no one cares. Literally, nobody cares. Nobody, you know? nobody's ever <laughs> said you put that because supposedly the more caricature your face is on YouTube, the better. The more click you'll get, the more of a caricature it is. I was like, I'll try to do big eyes and super big smile. And anyway, yeah, yeah, that's supposed to, is it legal? It works. So what do you do when you're in fear or you start second guessing yourself? Do you have people you go to? Do you just walk through it? And you're like, fear isn't real. I'm just going to keep going. What do you do? Yeah. So I've had this saying since college, which I sold books door to door in college. That's how I put myself through school. And it's three words. Are you ready? My favorite three words. It's action cures fear. And so it's just action. And a lot of people think it has to be some like big, scary action, but it could be the littlest thing. That's why I mentioned asking for help. That's an action. You're asking someone for help. And that is an action because I feel like a lot of people think they have to know everything before they start. But it is actually so much fun when you let go of that perception and you're like, I could just figure things out. I only need to know the next step in front of me. I don't need to know the 20 other steps ahead of me. I could just figure out this one step and then you're going to like, that's going to build over time and it compounds, which is like coolest thing. Yeah, 100%. I sold industrial tools to put myself through college. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we were like, literally, that is so funny. I was going to wait till we're done recording to tell you and I couldn't. <laughs> so funny. Right now. Yeah, it's so funny. So what's the hardest challenge you've ever gone through and how did you get through it? Man, okay, let's think. What is the hardest challenge I've gone through? I think it was the exit of my business. Yeah, I would say for sure it was that because like I, so I got divorced. We had opened the business together. We owned it for 20 years and then I was the CEO. He was the CFO. And we tried to, since we had two separate, totally different roles, we tried to keep it going for a few years and then it didn't work. It didn't work. So I ended up selling my half of the business to him. And when that was over, I had 60 employees and like internal and 600 external. And so it was a lot. So I just felt really alone, like really disconnected. Like all these people that I felt were my family and were part of like my everyday talking and this and that and fire and helping and phone and this and all that stuff. It was hard. And then on top of that, we had like kid conflict and all the stuff that goes along with divorce. But the exit of the business brought all of that to the surface from the kids to the business to alone and who am I and what am I even doing and what have I been doing? and like identity and all the stuff. So yeah, it was like, that was definitely, so how I overcame it was one of the ways I went to a fitness camp. This sounds so random, but like, yeah, literally, like I'm like, I'm waiting for like, therapy, yeah. but I guess that was just no, therapy. I, I was going to go to, I was calling, I actually was thinking I was going to, I was on the phone with a psychiatric hospital. That's where I was going to go. And then I just had this like all of a sudden moment where I was like, wait a minute, I did this fitness camp in the past. I just needed a safe place when I needed to mm-hmm. be led by someone other than me and be around people that were like encouraging and supportive, the my people part of the formula. Yeah. So instead of a psychiatric hospital, I went to a fitness camp. But anyway, so I did that and that was for a week and that just brought life back to me where I was like, you know how you like can just suck in all these people's energy and like mm-hmm. you're moving and you're being active and you're giving yourself good food and you're around people that like want that too. There was something about that brought it back. And that's where I met the book strategist. And that's also where I met my other friend who was the one that told me the game on and uh-huh. I'm game. It's crazy. I'd get chills thinking about it. those are the two people I met at that fitness camp. Like obviously yeah. that was the right decision, right? Yeah. yeah. And then soon after that was when the podcast started. So that's like that progression of like how I 
moved through it was me just making that decision, meeting a couple people, and then getting started with this new journey that I was about to go on. That's amazing. I, I actually love that. In one week. Not right. One, yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah. That 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 is amazing. And what are the, some of the best messages that you've received? You uh, interviewed all these experts. So what are like, what really resonates in some yeah. of the best messages you've received? Honestly, like, I feel like what it really is, what it comes down to is my favorite thing is just like, because everyone thinks they have to do all this craziness, but it's literally the advice I gave earlier. It's just that one little step in the direction of something that you want. That's my favorite thing because I think so many people can overthink and overplan and get into all of these like things that like when you realize, okay, whatever I want in life, I just need to make the tiniest move and that's going to help me get there. It's just, there's something about that I really love. So see, I just want you to know, this is not the first interview I've done today. I've been interviewing all day. I don't usually do that batch record and all that. I've had that same response. I don't even <laughs> ask that question. Wow. But for some reason today, I've been asking, what's the best message you've received? Yeah. I, I don't think I, yeah, I don't usually ask that question. And I've asked that all day and I've had the same response. And wow. everyone has interviewed many people from the Tony Robbins. It's exactly the same. One step in the direction of what you want. I like take a step, take an action, no matter how small. And I always say, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes in the direction of your goal or your dream, I think I said on your podcast, God doesn't drive parked cars. Like you <laughs> have to take an action. You can't sit yeah. in the corner and, and wish. Like the universe rises up to meet you. I don't know how it works, but that just does. I love yeah. your response. Yeah. I think the reason why it's so powerful and probably why so many people are saying it after they've interviewed hundreds of people is because we're all looking for this like secret, right? And yeah. we all yeah. think it's like this, we all think it's like this, oh my God, they're going to say like the most amazing thing on the planet. Profound right? thing and I'm ready to take notes. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do AI to transcribe this part. And, okay. It's not ready. Yeah. And when you realize, like, literally, if you count all the people that you've interviewed today and the thousands of people between all of us that we've interviewed, right, and that's right, right, what right. we're saying, it's like the simplest thing that means that we can all do it. No matter who we are, we could do it today. Yeah. I do the thing. I told her I am in love with your community because you don't have to do it alone. You get results. Everyone like you, you come on, you've got something and whoosh, you have so many people of all walks of life coming in going, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, whatever it is. And then they start doing it themselves. If you're not even, if you're like, I'm busy, they're like, we'll, we'll do it. And yeah, like, it's that's cool. how good Stacy is and her everything. Like, they're like, they're going to do it without you if you're not. <laughs> yeah, it was cool because like after the last dating challenge, they were like, what about, we're like, the, the joke is like, we want another dare. And I had, I was like, well, I'm, because I'm doing other stuff right now. I'm doing this audience accelerator program that I'm working on, helping people basically create the community that I've created with Do The Thing. And so that's been one of my focuses. So my next challenge is going to be a bucket list challenge. But other than that, I'm really working on the audience accelerator. And so anyway, so the people in the singles community were like, but we want another dare. So we did a Zoom and that's when they did the dare each other session. It was so fun. And that's when I realized like how powerful this thing is, because we went from like people in the group that were like scared to say hi to a stranger are now like on the Zoom a few challenges later saying, oh, let's do stand up comedy. 
and let's start a podcast and like all of these things. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys have gone so far, right? That's amazing. Yeah. That's going from zero to Mach 5, like the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that is. It says so much for you and what you've created too, and the domino effect of it. And we get to be a channel. Look at what you've done. I think it's just amazing. So that's a good segue. Do you have a message of hope you want to give? Because I think you are a message of hope. Yeah, it's just the belief that you can do it. And then really tapping into what that thing is that has been the hardest for you. And realizing that, man, you get that thing more than anyone else can get it. And your unique voice is the thing that's able to help connect other people to it. And so the belief that what you have to say is actually the thing that there is someone somewhere at some point, and it could even be something that you say now that comes back in a month later, year later, or two years later, they need to hear it right at that moment. And you've given them that. And that thing, that hard thing, that thing that was so hard for you that you're on the floor and you were crying about and you couldn't get over it. That's the thing that 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 is the thing that you're able to impact people with. Yeah, even though it sucks in the moment, like it's the greatest lessons. You wouldn't be doing this if you didn't go through your divorce Mm -hmm. and give up your company and which sounds awful even to listen to, but look at what you've created and how many people you've helped. Like you've helped so many people through that. And, And I know you got to travel with your daughter and do all these amazing things since then, which is really incredible. So what's next? What's next for Stacey Lauren? Yeah, it's a good question. (laughs) It's a good question. Right now, I'm really excited about just helping people find their voice. That's one of my big things is getting connected to their voice and really uncovering that, speaking their truth and being able to tap into what that is and stop hiding, right? Come out of the shadows and be able to like share it in whatever way that means to you. And then from there, also helping people just like once they've tapped into their voice, then helping them create an online community of people that love them mm. also. So then they can maybe make a living out of it, which is amazing to be able to do and then impact people along the way. I just love it. Is there anything else that I should have asked you that we're going to be done? And we're like, Lauren didn't ask me this. That's such a great question. It's so funny. I used to ask that question too. And I'm like, but being the person receiving it, I'm like, what is that answer? (laughs) You are such a good interviewer. I'm like, no, I can't even think of anything. I feel, I think just parting words for the listener is just being okay with the unknown, you know, and not having an, an attachment to an outcome. So that would be the only thing I would just make sure you guys know. It's like really divorcing yourself from that outcome of what you want to happen. You can have a wish for what you want to have happen and make the steps towards it. But know that it may not look exactly how you're imagining it to look. It it could look differently like me, right? Like I haven't finished my book yet. This whole thing has been because I started a book and I'm like eventually wanting to finish it. But I'm also okay with me not because all of this stuff wouldn't have happened if I hadn't wanted to write it. Yeah, it's so true. Be ready to pivot because it might be something even better. Yeah. Totally. Um, I love that. Of course, we'll have links to everything Stacey Lauren. And uh, this has been so great. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Stacey's messages of embracing new challenges, trust, and community. 
such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week when inspirational leader and self-improvement advocate and author Scott Stabile joins me. He's all about loving yourself, how to quit comparing your insides to anybody else's outsides. Learn how to love and accept yourself fully to give yourself the compassion and self-compassion you deserve. Self-love is a skill and he helps to develop that skill. He also helps you to quit being self-judging. It's a great episode. It's super upbeat. It's one of my favorites. And that's next week. You definitely don't want to miss that. If you're feeling like you really want to shift and to surround yourself with like-minded, high-vibrating people, be sure to join us in the Facebook community at 52 Weeks of Hope. We're going to do some chakra clearing techniques in there and breathwork sessions. It's a safe space to be together. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.